Yep, yep. BG here. How's y'all doing? How y'all doing? How's it been? How's it going? Thank you for being there. Thank you for being awesome. And thank you for being a part of the new Wrinkle the Brain. And then this has been brought to you by me, BG, your host. Um, yeah, we are available on running on all cylinders. And we're going to do a part two of Let's Learn Hebrew. This is going to be a pretty intense little bit, but this really gets into the science and philosophy behind the letters. This is going to get really, really cool. G, uh, again, it's from the book, A Science Foundation for the Study of Geomagnetic Reversals and Ice Ages. Check this out. Oh, yeah, and we're brought, this is brought to you by um, Doug Vogt and the Die Hold Foundation. Um, fair use, fair use, fair use. And at this point, this is not something that I'm present that I'm saying. This is Doug Vogt speaking. A new wrinkle of the brain does not, or at this time, has not received clearance to agree or disagree on the information presented. At this time, we just wish to provide data. Educational purposes only. Check this out. Hi, this is Doug Vogt from the Dihill Foundation. This is uh, video 2B where we're going to go through the scientific philosophy behind the formation of the uh, letters of the Hebrew alphabet, uh, the 22 views of the waveform that shows each one of the uh, letters, uh, the three shapes that the 22 letters form, and then finally, the uh, during it, it's going to be one of the uh, legends of the Jews that indicated 10 of the letters came from the fiery crown of God. You'll find out which 10 letters they are. The video is going to be intended for one computer scientist, scientists, as well as theologians. Um, you'll have a chance to actually see how the Hebrew alphabet was formed. You'll also know that the Hebrews should be given the credit for the first alphabet. Uh, it's just kind of unique how it came about. You'll also find out that what Moses said was that he he didn't create the design of the letters and he didn't is the sequence of letters on the tablets, um, you'll understand that's absolutely true. Um, anyway, the, to recap briefly, my experience has been I'm the first one in 2600 years that found the real Mount Sinai and all the altars that uh, Moses mentions in Exodus. Uh, that'll be covered when I do the video on volume three of, of uh, my books on uh, decoding the Hebrew scriptures. So anyway, we'll get started now. I'll be going over parts of chapter 4 on God's Day of Judgment and chapters 2 and 4 on creation of the Hebrew alphabet. And um, uh, like I said earlier, I think if you're a um, Christian or Jewish rabbi, I think you're going to really enjoy it. You'll finally understand how some of the legends tie in with the alphabet. Uh, and the definitive proof that it, it was Moses that brought down the art of writing. We'll start in with the basic philosophy so you understand how it works. Um, for those who uh, saw my video series one on the theory of multidimensional reality, the core of it is this graph basically explains how matter comes into this dimension from that other dimension. This is the carrier wave that carries the information for either the elements or us. And every time it crosses the x-axis, 
it creates a spike. You can look at this as Planck's constant, but actually it, you can call this a proton or a neutron. The distance between here and here, or here and here, it would be Planck's time. I'm, I'm gonna pause it real quick. He's pointing out a graph, and obviously you can't see it, but on this graph, it does detail reality. And when he's talking about dimensions, that's exactly what he means. Information enters and flows through this dimension. We view it through light. Light is essentially a wave. You're gonna understand some waveform theory here because he's about to get real scientific. So stick with me. Um, 3.5 or six times 10 to the minus 44 seconds. And uh, uh, I also in, in um, video one C and D, uh, go into my definition of dimensions, which is different from just length, width, and depth. It's more like dividing uh, the dimensions by how much information it has, how much potential it has, and there's an exponential difference between one dimension to the other. You'll have to go through those videos, especially um, video one, um, 1B, where it's the clock cycle, C and D is the dimensions, and it goes on from there. But anyway, that's a brief description of what's going on here. Now, what's important with the Hebrew alphabet, every single letter, the original letters, was when this graph, the carrier wave, crossed the x-axis and created the matter world. Now, the atom that you're going to be seeing, well, I'll go to the next video. Let's say this is an atom. Now, one of the legends of the seven that I covered in the first video, um, 2A, is that the Torah is the book of life. Now, it's a clue to the atom that we're looking at. We are all carbon-based life forms. So this is the carbon-based, the, the carbon atom. That's why there's 12 brothers, there's 12 this and that that show up all the time, is because the atomic weight of carbon is 12. So as this thing comes into existence, it makes a path counterclockwise, and it traces out a toroid shape. These are just a few examples, but this is happening so fast, um, a half a cycle would be, you know, that Planck's time, 10 to the minus 44 seconds, pretty short. So, <clears throat> you take the ball and you put a dot on it, let's say this is the dot, this is tracing that waveform, the carrier wave waveform, as it goes and flips here and goes up and around. Uh, I had to create, this is a computer generated model I created of this waveform. That, this is nothing more than the carrier wave that you saw, a modified square wave, modified by the natural log e to the x. I also had to make a brass model of this thing. This is it here. Uh, because this one gave me perspective, the computer generated one didn't give me perspective and it was actually very helpful in, in knowing how this thing was put together or how to view the thing. And now, the thing that he's talking about, and I'm just going to backtrack a little bit because he said a lot of numbers there. He used simple math, simple theories, stuff that we already know, Planck con Planck's constant, things like that. <clears throat> but he also, like um, like you mentioned here, we're using a carrier wave using basic math that we already know. If we know that carrier waves are bringing in information from another place by using the data given by the Torah, it gives you a number. 
that number plugged into the carrier wave, which is literally the wave of consciousness, the way we think, that wave generates a shape. That shape is what he put into a computer, revolved it into multiple two-dimensional slides multiplied the side the slides into a big donut so now you have a donut of multiple slides so this is just pictures from multiple angles but each picture creates a toroidal shape it looks like a donut this donut shape is what he created into a physical thing so he put all this stuff into a computer he gets a picture but from that we, we can make it physical so he made a 3d model of this thing okay it looks like a squiggly line floating in a donut. This the best way I can explain it. But the squiggly line, he's gonna tell you, it does some stuff. Check this out. Also, what what they were doing with some of the letters. Okay, okay we're gonna start with the first ten letters. Now, what do the legends say that uh, ten of the letters came from the fiery crown of God? But no one ever understood or there is no record of which 10 letters it it was so I figured it out and it's going to be very logical we're going to basically be going around this is the zero place and we're going to go around every 45 degrees around the middle we go around and you're going to view eight of the letters the top and the bottom see that that's the origin of the heart shape and also view from the bottom you have one of the letters also we'll go through it all so this is the nun looking at the zero point which was I gotta label these things myself there and here's the current day nun here's the script one it's exactly like the waveform here the oldest we have is from Arad, which is southern Israel. And I figured out when they had this loop on top, they're trying to say this is the top of the of the toroid. And you can see how it had progressed through time. Um, 800 BCE, then we have 5, 520 BCE. Very similar to... So he's going through these different pictures of script and how the scripture comes from a shape, this general tor toroidal shape, just revolved around 90 degrees, 45 degrees, up and down, left and right. As you turn this thing, it gives you quantities. Now, check this out. This is where things get very interesting. Right about here. Again, here they, I don't know, I don't know whether, again, they were having a hard time figuring it out. So, <clears throat> now we get to the interesting stuff. you got now um, 10 letters. You now know what 10 letters it is. But that's only the first stage. These are all vectors. You have to look at them as a vector looking at a waveform. You have to convert the vector to a plane. So, this is the formula that I showed in the video one series. Uh, 1 over the square root of E, the natural law, gives you the arc cos of 52.66 degrees. The Great Pyramid... Okay, I'm going to have I'm gonna say that one slow because he said that real quick. <laughs> um, he's using the natural law... Uh, 
uh, mathematical equation, um, one over vector to e. But you have to just times that by arc, and then times that by cos. Use use this formula, and that's what gives you the fifty two point six six zero nine three two three nine. This number is important. Check it out. The Giza is fifty two point six zero six degrees. It's only because we don't know how big the capstone was and how much limestone was on the outside edges. Oh. You know, the Great Pyramid of Giza was based on this formula, not on pi, which I originally thought 41 years ago. But what it's saying is that here's your, here's your vector, and here's the angle 52.66 degrees. Our matter world is formed 90 degrees out of phase from the vector. So you have information coming this way, and it creates the matter world 90 degrees out of phase from it. So. The end result is, when you convert the vectors to planes, you have an eight-sided prism, basically, with a top and a bottom. So remember what the legend said from video 2A, um, 10 of the letters fell from the fiery crown of God. Well, what's the shape of a crown? It's round, you'll fit over your head, you see a top. So that's how the legend tried to remember this. This around thing is ten of the letters. They just didn't know what letters. I think I discovered it. Also, you now see the origin of the heart shape because our heart doesn't look like this. This is the origin of the heart shape that we have. Interesting. Like when you draw a heart. Okay, here's the eight letters. <coughs> now these are all viewed at that 52.66 degrees. So. You, you view the so by using that same formula, using the 42.6, it gives you different shapes. This is where you get the additional letters of the alphabet. He, uh, he essentially brings it down to the 22 known current letters of the Hebrew alphabet. When he was talking earlier in part one about the multiple forms, those are going to the waveforms. So that's where we get all this math from. Um, this part gets more into the toroidal sphere and how it integrates with reality. So I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the next one because that one's super informative, but it really just focuses on the letters. I want to focus today on how do these letters get with computing, especially like supercomputers. Like how 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 does that link work? So let's take a look. Take us a look, reading a book. Here we go. All right, so <clears throat> yes, do this one. That's perfect. That's what I'm looking for. All right, so here's how it works. Alright, so we'll start from here, and we're going to work our way forward. So check this out. This D. So we'll be dealing with, these are like what I believe are the carrier waves. This is the information ones. So you can see 52 degrees is the reciprocal, but it's really the 37, the reciprocal angle here. Same thing goes. So, so what he's saying is, by taking these views of the toroidal shape and using the alphabet that comes from it it's being angled 
at 90 degrees, 52.6 degrees, and the transverse 127.4 degrees. These are the angles. These are these are the these are possibilities of how you would view the wave, the waveform of consciousness. Okay. This next part is where we get into the computer. Check this out. Okay. So those, <clears throat> the four of the uh, letters, the least used letters in the Torah, this form this shape, and eight of them form an, a, full, uh, a full octahedron. And we'll mostly be dealing with this and the, the ten letters. Now, this is kind of an important, it's a legend, but probably created by Moses, and, and I'll, I'll read it to you for those who have a cell phone and can't read this type. God already, already had the Torah with him in the form of all the letters before he created the world, but the letters were combined into words only afterwards, forming the Torah as we know it. Here's the reference for that. So, <clears throat> the Torah, for some of you, is like an onion. The surface story is like the skin of the onion. Not much to it. The real story is inside of the thing. And that's how you have to look at this at the Torah. That you're dealing with something that Moses didn't create. He only created a surface story. He created the, the Hebrew language from scratch by using these letters. Actually, sometimes the skip patterns of the letters within the Torah, especially in the, the Genesis part, You'll see that when I get to Moses and Ten Code Systems when I do that book. But that's what you have to remember. You almost forget the surface story. Even though it does have clues to what this thing really is, Moses gives us the clue. I'm going to cover some of them in a few minutes. But you have to remember, you're dealing only with the symbols, not the surface story. Okay, the first analogy we're going to see, and this is one of the first ones I saw when I was replaced the letters for the planes, is the first one's transistors. Now, for those who don't know what a transistor looks like, that's a transistor. They also have them in CPUs too. And memory So so what he's pointing out is a kind of little square shaped plastic piece that has three little electrodes on it. You know what I'm saying? So it has like a it's like a plastic unit or sometimes like a, it'll be like a round ball sometimes you'll see a transistor do that it'll have three prongs that go down into like a switchboard or into a a, a, a green board and that transistor connects to the board that creates the circuit check this out reaches but there's two types npn and pnp transistors and this is a schematics for what they do basically it induces a voltage here usually this goes to ground or someplace else and here they're lined up so they're like a diode. But again, it's information going in and out and going someplace else. So, we'll start in. Now I had to make a, a, a physical model to do this. Those of you who are computer scientists out there and physicists, please do, do an electronic model. Take the symbols from the Torah, put it in and see what the shapes look like as you play it out. Anyway, this is the word for sight or seeing. And you can see this pattern repeatedly. I put the arrows in here for a reason. So it goes across like this and induces something here. And this is one of the... The sides here you have to look at as carrier waves, but the ones below, 
I think have to do with the, this die hold, which is this computer, I think it's it four, and the one above is when it's creating the eight dimensions that we're in. On the schematic, he's showing the same angles as a transistor, but instead of being like current, ground, positive, negative, instead of just being that basic, plug in the letters. When you plug in the letters of certain words at certain angles, just like you would do for a circuit, it creates not only a carrier wave, which is what he's talking about, that's reality, <coughs> but it shoots off into two 90 degree angles, something else. That something else is the connection between our universe and every other dimension above and below us currently at this point. So I thought I clarified that. First dimension is information. The second one is a transmission dimension. And then the third is inanimate matter. And then fourth, well, the atoms. The fourth dimension is us, any living thing. Fifth is something beyond like us. I explained it in, I think it was video 1D, uh, the dimensions. Uh, 1C and 1D define all the eight dimensions. Uh, and seven, um, well, six is, is a being that has no body whatsoever. Seven is uh, planets and eight are stars. And I divine the dimensions by how much potential it has and how much information it, it acquires, can manipulate, and access. A lot different from length, width, depth, and time, huh? Time is not one of the dimensions. It's involved with all the dimensions, so therefore it's not really another dimension. Okay, uh, this is the word in the mount. So 629 times in the Torah. Very organized, again, the same thing. This is the name, this is the word for Abraham. It has a transmission dimension, and it has one that's inside the computer itself. Same letters. I also look for a pattern of uh, how many words had the full top of the of this octahedron, and maybe a couple of the bottom ones. And these are some of the patterns I saw. This is again Bahar, but I found one. Well, multiple words that had the whole top, all four sides, and two bottoms, and the same type of a thing. Uh, same thing goes here, and different letters arranged differently. Uh, this kind of a shape you'll see when we're de dealing with quantum computing shows up a lot of times. It's one of the schematics for it. Uh, this pattern, again, like uh, the schematic for a transistor, 678 occurrences, 268 here. I'll just get out of the way. 201 for this pattern. You notice I'm going around the whole thing. This would be like the zero degree, that would be the 80 degree back there, 90, 270. 351 occurrences like this. Um, it's permutations and combinations of three is like six permutations and combinations. This one was very interesting. This is Vault of Heaven. This is the translation of the, the literal one of, uh, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, or the firmament. Well, the real words, when you take them apart, means Vault of Heaven. 
And what do we have? You've got the full top and two, I think, on the bottom and a shin and a resh. Now, it's interesting. The legend that you say the resh is the first letter. And it's the second letter in the Torah, bet and then resh in the beginning. But I think that's maybe why they said it. Uh, here's another one, the word for Jacob with a mim and a vav. Minimum above, it shows up 28 times. Jacob shows up so many times, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, this is the word for Israel. You got four sides, two transmission sides, and two on, on the bottom. Again, aggression, the shin, just like vault of heaven. And, and again, he's just using letters, and each letter of each word corresponding to an angle. Everything that's, up, that's over you know, a, a square, once it's the square, then you begin to use the outer angles. So you just, you're like, you're, again, you're, you're still using the same formula, you're just tilting the graph, if you will, 45 degrees, and it starts making shapes. I mean, this is, this is getting pretty deep. So let's go deeper. The schematic of a vacuum tube of a photomultiplier. Now, ironic, the vacuum tube ones are 100 million times more sensitive than the uh, solid-state photomultipliers. So I'm using this, but it's a good example. Um, I accidentally clipped off the H here and P here, so it's, this is a, a high-energy photon here, comes here, or low-energy photons, goes through a gate, and then each one of these plates adds voltage to it, and it increases its, its signal strength. Hence, photomultiplier. I found two, this one especially, of the eight letters, I got seven of them, it's all around here. The only one missing is over here. Aaron held out the rod. Interesting? These are the letters that make it up. This one is son of Zohar the Hittite. It's missing two, but it goes all around with the top and the bottom information. Now, those who are dealing with quantum computing may recognize some of the shapes, what it's forming, and get an idea. The idea I'm doing this is to help you. Okay, what's behind quantum computing? They noticed that light has a horizontal and vertical polarization. When you put it through a prism, you divide it, and then they count which ones make it out. That's the principle of it. So you have zero or one. In this case, you have zero or one as a bit and accounting it. They probably see it because, back to my old graph, let's say there's a proton, that's a neutron. This distance between here and here is Planck's time, which is 3.6 times 10 to the minus 44 seconds. Really small pieces of time shorter than we can perceive, but that's what's going on, at least by the theory of multidimensional reality. Here's a, a schematic of how it works. You can log on to um, uh, Google and search for quantum computing and diagrams and read it, and you'll, you'll understand something of what's really going on. You'll see the similarities between them. Here's another schematic from a company. I have the company credited in, in the book. And you see a light beam goes up, it's reflected off 
some, probably a crystal, some kind of a counting device or filter, then, and the counters are over here. But that's a schematic, roughly, of how this thing works. So, here's the word bondsman. And you see that same kind of pattern. Here's the word fear, combination, 296 times. Here's the word arc, or box. Again, the same kind of a pattern. And, yeah, I, I must admit, um, compared to the pattern schematic of a modern-day quantum computer, the, uh, the way that the light form in a quantum computer splits off into multiple angles, hits different devices, mirrors, or whatever, and then is counted, quantified, and gives you information on the outside. Again, remember what I just said. All, we, all you began with was light. They're shining light, just light, at something and getting information on the other end. That's pretty important. So if we're seeing these light forms and directions of how the light would be uh, moved around in this machine, and then now if we're replacing those letters or even using letters from any alphabet really, but in quantum computing, this would all make sense. This is very, very doable within a quantum com computer. Probably even easier so than doing it in English. Hmm. Um, I started then looking for just the letters and permutations and combinations of the three letters to see what I came up with. Uh, 238 occurrences. 306 for this. So yeah, he's just counting it up. And the list he ends up making at the end with all these different quantities, all these numbers, all these... Again, these are, these are numbers of appearances of phrases. So the phrase appearances, again, are all mixing together. And he breaks it down into the book, so those who want to look it up from a from a, uh, a religious perspective, you can do that. Um, this is going to be uh, Daiho Foundation Series 2, Part 3. And I'm just at the end of it, so if you're watching along with me, I'm at 20 minutes and 10 seconds in. And this is the repeating of verses, so check this out. And it came to pass, the time thing. A lot in Genesis, Exodus, and then Peter's out, nothing in Leviticus, some in Numbers, and then a little bit in De Deuteronomy. After the birth of, is the purple line, only shows up in Genesis and then drops out. <clears throat> Lord God said, the green one, not too much, and I, I did pull them out of the other one so there were no duplicates. And the Lord spoke to Moses, the red one, nothing in Genesis, Exodus obviously, Leviticus, numbers a lot, and then drops off to nothing here. So, and then the Lord said, anyway, here's the other words. Genesis, the only thing that was significant was, and if a man, well, is that the right color? No. Uh, and he made, in Exodus, this, drops down Leviticus, a little bit in Numbers, it was, it's, it's kind of loaded down in, some of these loaded down in Genesis, and then Exodus, and then kind of peters off, and then something else rises. 
and Leviticus and Numbers. So, meaning these phrases and wave computations are actually following certain books evolving in the books as you continue it and he's putting these into uh, uh, frames to where like you can see it on a graph <coughs> so seeing these multiple graphs going up and down of how the phrases are used when they're used it does have a wave to it it's very very interesting how what we would assume to be just a letter group for a book we don't read but it does and is part of so much more. I think that's very, very important. Um, again, we're doing this for an appreciation value for education. Um, again, you know, touching on a lot of different stuff, you know, not just on, you know, the holiest portions of the book, but it touches on this really does take it to the next level because, again, you know, this is supposed to be one of the earliest pieces of you know text ever in general period point blank simple just earliest piece of writing ever so i mean if that's the case it's very interesting that it ties into reality information delivery um what we would call consciousness you know the the, the thing that that thing in your head that you play with when you get drunk yeah that's that's consciousness <laughs> we play with it a lot but i mean you know the less we manipulate it the more information comes in so i think that's very it's also very interesting and telling too so that's that's uh that's a wrinkle for you right that's a wrinkle right there but yeah yeah um yeah that was that's part two again um you know you kind of see uh you know the foundations of what he was talking about in the first one but you see how he how, how it's implemented and can visibly be seen you know in you know, in very replicatable fashion that, yes, these forms of letters, if it was from a waveform, it that, that that would make sense. And if we're using waveforms, that is exactly what's in a quantum computer. That's what's happening when light, it goes in and information comes out. So I think that's uh, very, super, super interesting. I, I, I really, really like these these uh, these pieces. Um, Diehold Foundation, check them out. The, the I mean, obviously, I, I assume he's a 501c3. Um, I think he talks about that a lot in part one. Um, if you want to hear part one, because he does talk about dimensions there. I know um, I kind of heard that and I was like, ooh, I should have should have covered that first <laughs> but um yeah let me know if you want to hear that one because when he breaks down dimensions this guy is really really good at it so you know he'll break down um one through eight and i also have another video that breaks down um one through eleven so if you want to check out dimensions or if you're interested in that let me know i will certainly cover it i've looked into it myself it's very very interesting super awesome stuff um but yeah um well you'll only get that wrinkle here and again let me know if you're interested in getting a dimensional wrinkle you know we could definitely go down that road but i do appreciate you i'm happy i was able to do part two today and get to see you as soon as possible i went to sleep after part one and i'm like ah i gotta i gotta do part two so <laughs> so i'm happy i could do that for you happy to be there with you and thank you from BG to you, from the team here at A New Brink on the Brain to you, your loved ones, be nice to each other. Have a beautiful holiday holiday time, the holiday season. You know, it, we got two of them back to back, and it's also going to be very cold. So be there with your family. Be nice to people. Um, re reach out to friends you ain't talked to. 
you know, be nice to someone that you, you, you haven't hit up in a while. Don't just do it to fight with them. <laughs> be nice. Go out there and be nice to somebody. But, um, but yeah, be be appreciative. You know, be grateful and um, be gracious. Be golden. Mm, I like that. But the best part is just be great. So I'm going to be Gene. You do you. But at least be the change you want to see. Thank you. I think I think we've done it. Mm. You know what? I would like to leave you with song. Yeah. Yeah. Let's find something. <laughs>